0: Welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Chloe Pressland and we've been uh, sitting in on day two of this November states meeting and uh, the focus of debate uh, early today was on the children law. This is the... uh, raft of proposals being brought in by Health and Social Care uh, to uh, review the way that um, cases are dealt with on the island where the state is required to intervene um, in regarding children and their families and um, it was a series of proposals drafted by a cross-committee uh, panel that had uh, worked up a whole series of reforms. It's only the first phase of this, there's going to be more in future and uh, in the end after a lot of discussion and lots of amendments that were placed by various deputies. Um, It was all voted through. Uh, I did speak to Deputy Al Bruard, uh, you can uh, read about it in tomorrow's edition of the paper, um, about uh, the final outcome and he said he was very pleased uh, that really substantially everything that the health and social care Um, committee wanted to see pushed through on this uh, had indeed come about there were some successful amendments but uh, he characterised those as really sort of clarifications on specific matters that some deputies had been concerned about the the more contentious uh, issues about the uh, competing roles really of the court and uh, any tribunal in uh, who had the final say on outcomes um, were placed by deputy Roffey and were not successful but uh, even when deputy ruffey uh, lost out on those moves uh, he then threw his weight enthusiastically behind the remainder of the uh, policy letter and said that he was fully um, in um, favour of the, uh, the the general direction of the work that was ongoing and it was really just a, a few narrow arguments over some um, s- relatively uh, small matters in, involved therein but um, Chloe it was quite a, an emotional um, period of debate in the chamber this morning nonetheless.
1: It was and it I think it's before I even mention what I'm about to say it was more than representative steve roberts who yesterday gave quite an emotive speech about um his experience with cancer and that was when we were talking about the charges for cancer patients um today he revealed that he had had experience as a child and as a young person living in care and being homeless as well um so he opened up his speech by saying that he has no issue with the courts intervening on family matters that involve children um because he himself has been through this and quite a again like a really emotive thing that he said was that he himself survived this when the courts had to get involved with with his life and and his wife's life who also went through a similar thing it sounds like to what he did when he was younger and um, and i think hearing these kind of things from Dep- uh, well a representative in this case really brings it close to home and he said this is something that's really close to his heart and that he he was backing it all the way basically and and uh, deputy Heidi Soulsby said that she has seen first-hand cases of families having advocates intervene where, where it's needed I'm sure but then seeing that those relationships can just be essentially ruined because the court has got involved so, so there was two sides of it um but at the end of the day this is all about limiting delays and making the whole service a lot more streamlined and a lot more family friendly i think
0: yeah i, I you know i normally switch off during uh, uh, debates when uh, i hear a, a deputy or, an, or a states member generally um going and giving personal anecdotal mm. sort of Evidence of of their experiences, because I often think, oh, you know, stick to the evidence of the overall picture, and not your own. But I have to admit, I uh, shed a tear after hearing that speech from Alderney representative Roberts. Today And it really was uh, quite powerful, but it was uh, it was fully in support, as you say, of, of what was happening. And it's 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 one of those occasions when you, you, you get the sense that progress is being made by a uh, group of deputies and, of course, all the people who work behind them to produce these and policy letters.
1: Without this input from representatives like Steve Roberts, I think it's fair to say that even Simon and I found this whole policy letter quite difficult to understand it. Uh, Initially, and, and just hear, <laughs> for sure, yeah, and just just hearing these features from Steve Roberts, kind of something clicks in your brain, and, and things start to, to work in motion. You start beginning to see the full picture of why it really matters.
0: Well, it illustrates the difference it might make to uh, to people's lives. We then moved on to uh, well, if I was going to shed a tear on the next debate, it would have been through sheer frustration, I think because we uh, heard a long debate on uh, water pollution, uh, which when uh, uh, environmental uh, pollution in, in specifically in terms of water they 've dealt with air they 've dealt with waste and now they 're onto water um, but th- this is actually a um, <laughs> A, pol- a, a sorry legislation which is being brought to, to the assembly uh, along with a supplementary uh, policy letter a few sort of bits added on um, which has come uh, to the states as a result of the policy letter which was passed oh, merely ten years ago <laughs> on this subject um, and there was a great deal of confusion about it um, and, and a certain amount of anger in in, in the uh, in the chamber what, what was happening there was that um, deputy uh, uh, David delisle wanted to ensure that the the limit uh, of how much PFOS you can have in ground and surface water um, streams, in other words, um, should be uh, 0.3 micrograms uh, per litre rather than uh, one, as is being recommended. And he said, well, the, you know, the, why is it changed to one when it should have been 0.3 according to what was originally discussed in 2012? Uh, and the answer came back, well, that was because that was a clerical error and it was never supposed to be uh 0.3, it was supposed to be 1, well, was the, uh, the recommended at the time to be the level in drinking water, and we're not talking about drinking water, then there was lots of discussion about how well source water in streams ends up in the drinking water and all the rest of it, but um, well, having done quite a lot of work on glyphosate, which is not what was discussed today, but uh, recently I am aware that uh, Guernsey water do pump Uh, Water from one storage facility to another and dilute it according to need. Um, And there was a lot of discussion around that kind of thing um, as to whether there really was a danger to the public. It was, in the end, roundly defeated. Uh, Only seven people voted in favour of this amendment. And so um, when the uh, legislation does come into effect, which is only at the end of the month, it's really not far away, just in a few days, really, uh, 28th November, um, the uh, allowable limit of PFOS in Uh, streams will stay at 1 microgram but in drinking water it will remain at uh, 0.1 and um, it's understood that the average uh, detected in drinking water since 2017 has actually been 0.03 so it's worth mentioning that because uh, despite all this uh, uh, fear factor over PFOS, um, it, the levels are rather low, but at the same time, Deputy David Lyle, uh, you know has uh, grave concerns because elsewhere in the world um, the levels are being reduced drastically and it has been linked with uh, particular ailments uh, affecting the liver, kidneys and thyroid and um, it is known to transfer through breast milk. So, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's been right before on these long-term things that he's banged on about, so we will watch that one carefully. But um, a point that was made by uh, Environment and Infrastructure President Deputy Lindsay's summary was that uh, the authorities will be nimble on this and it will be possible for uh, the director of uh, environmental health and pollution regulation to change the uh, allowable limits very quickly if the guidance changes from the UK uh, which is the uh, authority whose uh, levels we tend to uh, follow although the states if they choose can go down a different path in the future if they want to. So they'll carry on with that tomorrow, won't they? Because we didn't quite finish.
1: No, we didn't. I th- someone inevitably tried to guillotine it, as which we haven't seen many of, I don't think. Not as many as usual anyway, but that failed. And then... Um, someone suggested I think it was Lindsay, Deputy Lindsay to some way suggested we stay late which again everyone was very against which I'm kind of thinking might be the same attitude tomorrow if it does uh, you know drag on a little bit because obviously it's the England game tomorrow <laughs> yeah. so I think everyone will be quite keen to get out early
0: yeah this might be a two minute states uh, on this uh, feed tomorrow <laughs> if we come out there a few minutes before kickoff in the in the game we shall see
1: maybe with some cheering in the background <laughs> and some music who knows
0: <laughs> yeah but tomorrow stay tuned for the uh, all any uh, runway uh, debate because that that will last a few hours and that's the sort of the last major ticket on this uh, uh, order paper for this uh, state's meeting. But that's all for now from us. We bust our time well well and truly tonight. <laughs> but there we are. Uh, bye from us for now.
1: Speak to you tomorrow.